This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, Allah. It is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, are you somebody who suffers from back pain? An estimated 10% of the world's population suffers from lower back pain, with back problems more common in women than men. You might be surprised to know that long hours spent in the office are just as likely to be the cause of injury as a sports injury. Physiotherapist Dr. Muhammad Hamad Raza from University Hospital Sharjah will be joining me next to discuss common problems, the mistakes that people often make, and the recommended treatments. Make sure you send for him your questions right now. 4215 is the number on the text lines, and you can also text us on social media at Pulse95 Radio. The heart of Sharjah. This is Pulse95. Life Beats Beats. with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. It is Life Beats here on Pulse 95, and there are some incredible statistics when it comes to back pain, because 90% of acute lower back pain issues can be resolved within six weeks, but you'd be surprised to know that everyday activities can reduce back pain, and one of the worst things that you can do for back pain is in fact to sit at your desk. It can be just as bad as a sports injury on your back. To tell us more, I'm very pleased to be welcoming into the studio physiotherapist Dr. Muhammad Hamad Raza from University Hospital. Sharjah, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank really you. great to have you with us, doctor. Now, um, <laughs> when you kind of uh, sent me what you wanted to talk about here on the show, I was really quite surprised by a number of things. Obviously, back pain is one of those uh, things that is very common for people. Um, And you're a physiotherapist who is uh, specialized in pediatrics, in sports injuries as well. Uh, But you're telling me that, that most people who come to you, actually, the problem is just the way that we sit for long hours at our desks every single day. Tell me about this. Morning to all our viewers, first of all. Yeah, most of the cases, suppose say 70 to 80% of the cases that we are seeing in University Hospital Sharjah is because of the postural back pain, is because of the habit that we are using on a daily to day to day basis, right? We need to uh, take care of our back by using certain things like how we are going to sit how we are going to take care of our postures, right? And how much time we are taking a break in our in our daily work. What is actually sitting, you know, at your desk for long hours do? What is it doing to your spine and what is it doing to your back? See, uh, first of all, our back is is curved in a, in a four different shapes, right? So if you keep on sitting for say two hours, three hours on a continuous stretch basis, What's going to do, it's going to strain more and more strain on your lower back, especially. Mm. And if your neck is not supported while sitting, that's going to uh, take a toll on your neck as well. So, 
what happens the, your muscle starts getting over stress because of the continuous sitting posture for a longer period of time and at the end of the day your back is going to take toll and it's not a one day process mind you it's going to take some time maybe 4 months 5 months 6 months then you will start complaining of the back pain right sometimes you will find a person who will just come to say and see you know i was just bending my back and my back just catch up it doesn't happen in one day it happens because of the posture that you acquired for a longer period of time so it it can manifest itself when suddenly you go to try and pick up something yes. or you bend a certain yes. way yes. and it, exactly as you're saying doctor you feel like it just suddenly came yes. but actually it's not a suddenly thing it's it's not a sudden thing mind you and first and foremost that pain that you are complaining on a daily basis that's actually a symptom so it means something is going wrong in your back So first and foremost you need to see the surroundings in which you are sitting in on on the surface which you are lying down you are putting up the whole night on what kind of surface you are lying down right what kind of activities you are more involved in suppose you are a, you are a mechanical person suppose you are a, a, a person who is in the wasn't a job of more forward bending mm-hmm. or lifting up the weights lifting up the things right if you are the if you are a software professional how much time you are sitting in your job that really matters right at least 8 or 9 hours a day eight, most of eight, us as just imagine 8 to 9 hours a day initially it's okay right for one year two years fine but later on those 8 to 9 hours of continuous sitting is definitely going to take your toll onto the body and especially your lower back so that is why one of the reason major reason is of the low back pain now it is is our back posture and whichever industry you are in you take you take an example of dentist The dentist is just bending his back for 7 hours 8 hours and he's treating the patient. Mm. End of the day what's going to happen to that dentist just imagine. Wow. Right? So okay so in in terms of uh most of us who are not dentists who are sitting at our desks what are those things that we you know need to be thinking about and you know as well as those who are kind of bending over for long periods of time. What are the things that we need to be mindful of because a lot of this relies on our knowledge of anatomy. and understanding the yes. body. So what do we need to understand about the body that we don't know? First and foremost, try to be more flexible. Try to be more mobile. Mm. Don't just don't just stay in your desk for a longer period of time. That's the bottom line. What's the maximum you should be spending every 30 to 40 minutes take a gentle 5 minute stretch of your body. Just take a gentle 5 minute break. Roam in and around your working station, I'm not asking you to just go out, right? in and around of your working station just make a few walks few steps you can stretch your back you can stretch your shoulders you can stretch your hips you can do whatever you want just move just move yourself please that's the bottom line the more you'll move more it'll be better now there's a there's a strong myth in our place it's like once you had a back pain you should not move okay exactly because you think i'm going to do something to my back right in, in 90% of the cases except in some traumatic injury you should move you should move at any cost more you'll move the more the muscle is going to be flexible that is so interesting because um you know have uh, being someone who uh had a uh, surgery on my foot right i and, and it was painful on my knee mm-hmm. and i was thinking if i move that hurts so i'm not going to move mm-hmm. but actually it's the complete opposite you have to move yes to bring the muscles back exactly and the more you will move see our bone it will become stronger once the weight is going to come onto that bone right. this is how our anatomy works 
Right. So, so it's the opposite of what we think. Yeah, that's what we think. That's that's the myth in our place. Right. So okay. we need to we need to break out these kind of these kind of things. So we we you, need to put that. You need to stretch. You need to move. You need to flex. And that's. there are all kinds of different exercises that you can do that are gentle stretches. And and so you need to build up that strength over time, don't you? Absolutely. See, you need to evaluate. You need to evaluate yourself, and if you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna think you need to have a counseling, mm. you better have a counseling with one of the physiotherapists. All right, that's the that's the best way to do. Mm-hmm. Because you are you are complaining of a back pain all the time, you are complaining of a neck pain all the time. You should better have one counseling session with a physiotherapist. Now, the physiotherapist is the person who is going to help you out in assessing, you know, all the tools that he had. And then, as per the need, he is going to prescribe. He or she is going to prescribe you. People can get a little bit confused about exactly what a physiotherapist does. Okay. So, what would the kind of treatments be that a physiotherapist can offer? Right. Uh, physical therapy basically is a branch of medical science which helps in restorations, functional, and mobility of the persons according to the need. And it depends upon the patient's uh, history, whether it's an aging process whether it's a sports injury, whether it's a post-operative surgery, it depends. And uh, we have, as a physiotherapist, we have a customized uh, physical therapy program to each and every individual conditions. So suppose if you're seeing a pediatric patients, you know, a child patients, we see a child as, as young as one month old child. You've currently got a patient who is actually one month old. Right. And uh, she is in a severe uh, respiratory distress. But what we are doing from our side is just to making her uh, lungs clear, secretions, so that the breathing should be more and more. So this is so interesting because uh, I want to come back to this in just a moment, uh, doctor, and talk about this because it is not just back pain. It is not just, you know, uh, uh, your muscles that uh, that need working out or need help or uh, the skeletal system. But there are other issues as well, like the respiratory system uh, that can benefit from physiotherapy. So I want to come back in just a moment with you, uh, Dr. Muhammad Hamad Raza from University Hospital Sharjah. We are going to be uh, talking more about physiotherapy why we need to be moving more uh, and, and even talking about kids, kids, how kids can benefit from physiotherapy, how the elderly can, how pregnant women can yes, in fact benefit true. from it too. All of that to come on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. 95. Keeping it local. Keeping it local. All day. Heart of Shasha. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. We are back with Dr. Muhammad Hamad Raza from University Hospital in Sharjah. We are talking physiotherapy and the benefits of it. And it doesn't even just have to be for back pain. There are other situations. Um, that physiotherapy can benefit people. Um, and it's not just adults as well. This is for all ages. You're talking, uh, Dr. Muhammad, about a patient that you currently have who is just one month old. Tell us about her story. Uh, she was born with uh, some respiratory, severe respiratory distress. And uh, apart from the other complication, she has some breathing issues as well. For As a physiotherapist, we need to maintain 
the clear airway and for that we have certain uh, manipulative therapy some manual therapy that we need to continue on through that baby and that be- that baby is one of the example the physiotherapy in general uh, is for every age bracket right from infant to as old as 100 Mm. can say that so it depend upon the conditions it depend upon the age and it depend upon the requirement and b- apart from that the infrastructure in which under which you are working that also really matters as far as the physiotherapy services are concerned and uh, we are pretty much blessed we are working in a university hospital under the guidance of mr ali is our ceo mm. he is providing one of the best uh, infrastructure as far as the, the best facilities best facility. there at uh, University City Hospital. Absolutely. Uh for sure, uh, 100%. But you know, I want to kind of continue with with looking at these kind of conditions that um you don't think it, it could possibly have anything to do, you know, with the muscles, with the skeletal system, or with what's going on there. It, there are other issues going on. You've got uh, one patient who came to you at a year old with collapsed lungs. Yes. Tell me about that. Yeah, she was she was transferred to our hospital when she was uh, as as young as one year, and she has one of the congenital disorders in which the lungs got collapsed. In a layman language, we can say that. Mm. So apart from being uh, taking care of her, her chest is uh, has a lot of uh, issues. Apart from that, she was unable to breathe on her own. So she is on a ventilator all the time. but apart from apart from this also there is some developmental delay milestones are there that we need to take care of that and from the intensive physiotherapy uh, things are much in control now mm. she is she is as chirpy as her age uh really allows her now that's amazing uh, yeah. that's incredible and that's through exercises that you exactly. uh, get her to do as well but talk to us about um more common situations that you see children in is it sports injuries that children come to you with uh, what kind of cases do you see uh almost 10% of the total opd in our hospital uh, as far as the physiotherapy part is concerned is for the pediatrics mm-hmm. to be honest in our opd yeah. yeah and in that you can say 50 50% is for the sports rehabilitation and 50% comes for the delayed developmental milestone delayed know. developmental yeah, milestone the patient with the special needs we can say that you know the the patient who had the baby who had some uh, birth deficits when the when the birth was there So the patient is having delayed developmental milestones. For example, tell tell us what what kind of developmental milestones you're talking about here. Yeah, see, suppose the baby is of age of 3, suppose she should walk, she should run, right? But she has crossed that age, but she's still onto the bed. She she needs uh, she or he needs uh, activities of daily living to be monitored to be taken care by the parents mm. so it means that that milestone has been delayed right the baby should be walking and running by that time but she 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 or he is not able to do that so this so is where children of special needs are concerned yes and in that case the physiotherapy comes to a major role you mm. talk about intensive therapy in this kind of situation what does that mean exactly intensive physiotherapy here in this case means you need to take care not only to the musculoskeletal part is more kind of holistic approach that we need to take care of so you need to educate the parents you need to educate the caregivers you need to uh, take the proper positioning of the body parts which might goes into the deformity because of the disuse of the muscles wow right how how quickly can muscles 
um, I, I guess, atrophy or, you know, go into deformity if they're not used in the right way? See, as, as, as per God, to be honest, yeah. we should be walking by 1.2 years, right? So our body is, is made up like this. We have to be in upright posture all the time. Mm. If you're not going to do that, your body is going to be disused. The muscle is going to be atrophied, right? And this, this, this happens pretty fast. This happens pretty fast. You might have seen, we might have seen all the, all the things around also in our, in our home, in our surroundings. So the patients to the old age, they goes into the bed, they don't move. What happens then? They start more lethargic and at the end of the day, you can see there is no muscles, this complete wastage of the muscles. So it's, it's kind of the mobility that is required. We're going to talk a little bit later on about, you know, what it means because we think that that's just normal. You know, as you get older and older, that you are supposed to move less and less. But actually, that isn't that, the that case. That is a myth. That is a big, big myth. That's a bit. Which uh, we are going to come back to and uh, talk about. Um, but, you know, in terms of uh, kids with just general sports injuries, um, how, what do parents need to know to prevent injuries to their kids, whether it be, you know, sporting injuries or otherwise? Uh, first and foremost, the parents needs to take care of the of the, of the child, you know, posture, mm. the maintenance of the body, right? They should observe keenly whether whether the child is not falling down frequently while playing sports, whether the, 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 the size of the shoulders are properly equal or not. You need to keenly observe that. And if you have any doubt regarding the, the child's posture, regarding, regarding the child's frequent fall, here, the parents needs to take care of that by visiting proper orthopedics. Are we talking about like slumping? Yes. Are we talking about what kind of posture? Uh, what what kind of things should it they might, be looking for? It might for? have happened because of some uh, muscular injury before. Mm. It might have happened because of some uh, some birth deficits. Yeah. It might have happened because of some limb length discrepancies, right? And sports injuries is one of the most commonest commonest factor nowadays, mm. especially with the children. What's the biggest kind of uh, sport that uh, that you see causing injury? Uh, yeah, it's Especially in UAE, people love football. Right? Yes, of course. <laughs> right. So the most of the cases we'll find is kind of ankle injury and the knee injury. Mm -hmm. Right. And we need to take care of that right from the day one, right from the beginning. Because if it's not going to take care of that, it's going to be more chronic. Then you will have frequent fall. You will have recurrent injury. You can have recurrent ankle and uh, ankle dislocations, ligamental injuries. All right. So once the injury has been done, take a proper investigation, have a proper consultation. And you need to go for the rehabilitation. Can we take preventative measures to Absolutely we stop can. these injuries from happening? Yes, what can yes. we do? Uh, we need to take proper care by by learning certain exercises, right? How uh, how you are going to take care of your ankle and your knee, especially in, during the course of sports. And first and foremost, you need to take care of your body, especially if you are in the sports. You need to know when to warm up your body, when to cool down your body. Make sure you warm up and cool make down. Make sure you have to warm up and you make to cool down the body during and after the sports. Because that is that is one of the most, most important things. If you're not follow this, you're bound to happen to recurrent injuries all the time. We're going to come back in just a moment and uh, talk about some of the, the mistakes that we make every single day. Talk a little bit uh, about pregnancy and back pain as well. We have a, a question here about that. Um, and so much more talking about, you know, what does it mean to be elderly 
but also moving freely, moving, being mobile and enjoying later life as well. How do we do that with physiotherapy? That's all next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We are with Dr. Muhammad Hamad Raza from University Hospital Sharjah. He is a physiotherapist and uh, Dr. Muhammad, we've been doing some exercises in the break to make sure that we get up out of our chairs. You did say every 30 minutes. We've just come halfway through the show um, and we have to get up and do that. You've been asking me to do some lunges. Um, we've been twisting our torso as well. That's very important. Along with the stretching of your upper and lower limbs. Yes, stretching that, of the upper that, and lower limbs. really helps because if you, you know, if you're just uh, sitting on a longer period of time, your muscles starts getting more and more stiffer. Yes. So you need to just stretch those things, you know. Absolutely. The blood flow will increase, you'll feel much better. It Flexibility make, is the bottom line. It does make you feel better, that's for sure, when you come back to your chair. Yes. Um, you, you know, you feel like you come back fresh, which mm. is brilliant. I love that. Um, but Mariam actually uh, has written in with a question uh, because she's heard us talking about sitting at the, at the desk for long hours and she's asking about the kind of office furniture that she should be buying. Um, she says, you know, I have a, I have a chair that... It is a, an office chair as per se, uh, but it doesn't feel that comfortable and I do feel back pain when I sit in it. So what can Mariam do in this regard? See, for, as far as these parts are concerned, there are ergonomically approved chairs, office accessories are available nowadays. End of the day, you need to just take care of two to three things that really matters if you're going to sit for a longer period of time under the chair. Number one, is your neck support number two is your back support and number three is your shoulder elbow and wrist support along with your foot and the hip positions while sitting down okay your hip and knee should be at the 90 degree your foot should not be dangling right your wrist should always be supported onto the desk your back should always be supported especially your lower back Mm -hmm. your cervical spine your neck should always be supported you should not always be slouching or you should not always be just putting yourself forward onto the desk just try to keep upright posture as much as you can you have to be straight 30 to 40 minutes take an even amount of breaks during your course of day-to-day job things will be much in control along with the stretching and flexibility exercises that's it so in terms of like a neck rest, what does that look like? What it, if your chair doesn't have a neck rest? Like if they are not providing you any kind of neck rest, then I might, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to say it's not a kind of ergonomic chair that we are looking for. Mm. So there should be a neck support for the chair. If you're, if you're going to sit for a longer period of time, it has to be. And your hips and your knees Knee, at 90 degrees. At, should always be at the 90 degree while the course of sitting. Yeah. Provided your your ankle should not be dangling above from the foot, mm-hmm. should always be firmly onto the foot, onto the ground. Okay. Yes. All right. I hope that helps there, Mariam. Um, something that I want to ask you about as well is uh, men and women. How men and women experience things like back pain differently? Uh, well, it depends. It depends upon the work profile, and uh, it depends upon the amount of work they are doing nowadays, mm. right? So suppose a woman is a, is a homemaker. She's 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 just bending more of her back all the day. She's taking care of the kids. She's taking care of the house. She's taking care of the 
everything. So she's more into the forward bending posture all the time. Shout out to the moms. It was Mother's Day yesterday. Yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly. Who are doing you that's, know all of that, all yeah, of the bending, true. picking up the kids, yes, putting yes. down the kids. Yes. Yeah. So it, they they will they will they will experience different kind of pain. They will they will feel more pain when going for the forward bending posture. Mm-mm. And suppose and uh, if you are sitting more into the upright postures or you are just. extending your back backwards you will feel different kind of pain sometimes the pain comes below to your hips below to your knees all to the ankles sometimes you feel more pain of a localized yeah. localized pain so i must try to emphasize this it's it's not a gender kind of pain nowadays like a woman will feel a different set of pain and a man will feel a different set of pain mm-hmm. it depend upon what kind of work you are into right you are more into the forward work forward bending posture uh, work or you're more into you know stiff back it that depends really and what about when you have pregnancy because a question came in from Nancy earlier um she says i'm pregnant with my third child and every time from the third trimester onwards i start experiencing lower back pain what can women who are pregnant uh, do about because it's it feels like it's inevitable that you're just going to have lower back pain you're going to be uncomfortable it just it just you think you can't really do anything about it can you absolutely we can first first let me give an answer to mrs nancy why she is complaining pain only during the course of a third trimester and that too now she is having a child alhamdulillah third child right yes so thing is once you once the woman comes into the third trimester the the abdomen start bulging more and more mm-hmm. right so the gravity always starts pulling you down yes. just because your abdomen will become more heavier you'll feel more strain at your lower back because your lower back is counteracting that force from the gravity right just to make your upright posture so that's the reason why a patient like nancy always complain more pain when she comes to the third trimester now i'll talk in general what we have to do in general there is a certain courses of things that we need to take care of this antenatal and postnatal care yeah antenatal care and postnatal care these are the part of the physiotherapy sessions that every pregnant woman should opt whenever she is pregnant and especially in a facility like us you know uhs we provide these kind of courses just to you know counsel the patients just to make sure that all thing goes well even after this even after the mm. delivery as well so just need to condition the back muscles you just need to so how do you do that how do you condition the back muscles and and what's the difference you know the antenatal uh, versus postnatal see first and foremost the one of the myth of the being pregnant is you should not lift weight you should not bend forward you should not do this you should not do that cut out all this myth woman should be as much flexible as she can till the time of delivery keep lifting weights keep should not walking keep, keep walking i'm not keep asking moving. her to keep lifting the weights yeah. but keep walking yeah. keep yourself uh, more flexible but even light weights surely they're yeah, beneficial absolutely more beneficial especially for your abdominals for the lower leg because in the third third trimester you are going to take extra weight apart from your body weight. Yes. Right? Yes. So you need to take care of that as well. You're likely also holding the child that came before as well. Right. Absolutely. At that time. Right. Yeah. So, so that's So yeah, so all these things will be taught in your antenatal and postnatal care. Antenatal care is pre-delivery and yeah. postnatal care is after the delivery. And in terms of 
I know you can never get comfortable. Like you can't sleep. It's impossible to sleep well. Yeah. Uh, in that thing, we actually teach the uh, the woman how to do the positioning. So while the course of sleeping, while the course of sitting. Does it? Does do you need a special pillow? How does that yeah, work? Yeah. Yeah. Do we do provide those kind of uh, advices? to the patients who comes in our department. Okay. Yes. All right. So so tell us how does a pregnant woman need to sleep uh, with should, pillows between the uh, knees or should always try to keep the pillows in between both the knees. Okay. Okay. So that's going to help because your hips are not getting joined. Your your knees your knees are not getting joined, right? Plus always try to be more into the side length posture. Whenever you are trying to get up from the bed, always make sure you you try to make it turn and then get up. Because the more you will come in, come in an upright posture while coming out from the bed, the more it's going to hurt your back, especially with the with the pregnant woman. So do a slow kind of always make a side turn. Side turn. Always make a side turn and then take a support from the elbow and then get up. And then it's, get up. Instead of you just coming up from to the bed directly. Good advice. Right? Good advice. Don't sit onto the lower surface chair and all. Because the more you'll sit onto the low lying surfaces area, the more it's going to take weight on your knees and your hips to get up. Yes. Because you are carrying extra weight, mm-hmm. mind you, right? So always try to sit on an upper surface area where you can take less weight from the body and you just get up. I love so it. So these all things really matters. Really good. Really good advice. Uh, if you are pregnant, if you're expecting or what to expect to make sure that you uh, are as comfortable as possible. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the biggest thing, you know, in all of this is to just keep moving. Keep moving. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, at which stage in your life you've got to keep moving. And we're going to come back with you, doctor, in just a moment and, and, and talk about two things, being elderly as well and obesity. And so how both of those can benefit from physiotherapy. More to come right here on Life Beats on Pulse95. From the heart of Sharjah. From the heart of Sharjah. the heart of Sharjah. Pulse95. Something to talk about. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. We are talking movement. We are talking physiotherapy. We are talking the kind of treatments that can help you live a much more comfortable life. And it all starts with getting moving. Very, very important with uh, Dr. Mohammed Hamad Raza from University Hospital Sharjah. He is a physiotherapist. And um, as we were mentioning earlier, uh, Dr. Mohammed, when it comes to the elderly, we always think, okay, the older you get, the less you're going to move and that's just how life is. And you say this is another myth that we have to stop believing. Absolutely. That's that's another myth. Unfortunately, in our society, we are still carrying that. How do we keep active? How do we keep up? First and foremost, it's, it's, it's also a kind of holistic approach. Yes. First and foremost, patient needs to be motivated. Motivation is the most, most important aspect in making elderly move. We need to motivate. And how are we going to motivate? We are going to motivate by counseling, you know, by indulging that patient in a group therapy. That is also one of the best way to uh, rehabilitate the older people, you know. If the patient is, suppose the patient is aged somewhere around 70, 75, he loses the charm of moving outside, you know, doing some sorts of things that he should be involved. So let that person be involved in a group therapies that we provide. 
right in that we 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 just we just focus on more into the flexibility kind of exercises into a minimal gym activity exercises you know just to just to make them feel good and just to move them out from the bed right we just need to uh, rehabilitate the muscles that is required for them to keep on moving to make yeah. the posture in upright right because the more they will move the less the deformity the less the disability will creep up right and it's good for the patient it's good for the patient's family as well the, i love that what you said it's it's quite holistic it's not just about their physical being but they need to be connected to other people absolutely they need to establish those relationships which then motivate them absolutely. to get outside to be more active to do what they need to do. Absolutely. It's all about getting excited to do it. Absolutely. You need to you need to create that kind of zeal into the older people. Mm. You know, because the more they will be motivated, more it will be better for them and better for the society. Because what's interesting we see um there are <laughs> you know there are people uh who are, you know they're into their 70s, 60s, 70s um and they're weightlifters and it's just like whoa, is this possible? absolutely it's possible and there, there there are so many motivated stories in and around the world right and it is possible why not so the, if if you are somebody who you know maybe doesn't move as much is it just a matter of you know as you said finding that motivation and then starting little by little and building up the strength is it still possible if you're in your 70s now and don't move very much to be able to get back into it it depends on not only about this factor it depends upon some comorbidity factor as well like mm. suppose your lifestyle how how was your lifestyle before also suppose you are mostly into the sedentary lifestyle right suppose you are an obese now obese obesity mm. is also one of the major major issues as far as uh, our this country you shall is there are almost 5 to 10% of the total population who are suffering from obesity which is pretty huge you mm. know in an amount of person who is living in charger so obesity is also one of the major factor we need to take care of that plus your uh, comorbidity factors like uh, hypertension your sugar that, that is diabetes mellitus these all things are the factors which actually <coughs> creates an issue with the patients who crosses the age of 60 or 70 because on those patients uh, the 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 metabolism doesn't work that much better as compared to the other other groups So for that we need to be motivated to just continue with the exercises follow up the regime in that you know the discipline that that really requires that really requires how much time you should give yourself for the self exercises mm. that really requires end of the day the more you will be mobile the more you will be uh, you know in kind of forward moving postures all the time more it will be better for for a patient like this mm, mm. and uh, the second thing that we are facing a problem nowadays is obesity obesity is also as uh, a kind of lifestyle disorder i must say and uh, one of the one of the major issues right now is those all uh, junk foods your how your fooding disorder is your time of your food these all things really matters sometimes the post post operative complications also leads to uh, more weight sometimes uh, medications side effects leads to these kind of things these obesities so we need to take care of that also and we are we are, we are running a proper uh, regime 
to take care of these kind of things in our hospital as well mm-hmm. we have that kind of infrastructure that we do take care of these kind of uh, issues as well in so our you, hospital so people are not just talking to a physiotherapist they're also talking to a nutritionist they're looking at all of the different factors yeah, that can what, contribute to their what, condition yeah, and, and basically this is a teamwork Mm-hmm. Basically, this is a teamwork, and this requires nutritionist, this requires physiotherapist, this requires uh, in a severe obesity, we require a bariatric surgery as well. Right. Right, and uh, it requires endocrinologist because there might be some kind of uh, endocrine disorders that that leads to obesity also. Mm. So it's it's kind of holistic approach where where everybody needs to put in, but end of the day, patient really matters. What, uh, how, he or she takes care of us. well-being that, how, that, how they're going to take care of yes, themselves yes that really matters it, it's number one how we treat ourselves Absolutely. isn't it we need to love ourselves we do we yes. do uh, it is ramadan so ramadan kareem to you uh, and i just kind of want to end off on you know the idea i saw this um a couple of years ago in fact you know when we do the salat the prayer the muslim prayer this it's very physical <laughs> yeah you're up you're down you're straight you're you know at 90 degrees you're doing all kinds of things in yeah. there um and and something that i read said that it had a lot of benefit for the body can you talk to us a little bit about the benefits of the physicality of the the prayer absolutely i'd love to okay let's keep uh, spiritual part of apart yes all right yes. in the salah what we are doing we are just bending our back extending our back yes right moving our hips up and down right so end of the day you are mobilizing yourself you are mobilizing yourself so once you are mobilizing yourself your muscles are going to stretch your muscles are going to lengthen your muscles are going to shorten in one particular posture suppose uh, there is a posture called sajda yes right and sajda what do we do prostration yes that's basically a stretch So basically you are down on the floor yes. on all fours on all fours your hands are on the on the ground right. your head is on the ground right. your spine is kind of stretched exactly. out that that's what you do you are stretching your lower back it's almost like a yoga pose isn't it uh it's kind of almost going kind of let's let's not compare uh, one thing <laughs> to another yeah. let's 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 focus on sala yes. it's it's more it's more of a kind of stretching exercises that we are doing mm. right stretches more, out the back stretches out your back once you are into the ruku then it has a different effect that's when you're on your knees that's when you're on your knees yes. now you're keeping your spine straight yes right so your both your abdominal and your back muscles are working in a core yeah so you're strengthening both the muscles yeah. both the group of muscles so you're actually no you're standing and you're kind of at 90 degrees in the ruku um yeah. so yeah so basically yeah you're bending your back yes. we always got told when we were little you have to keep it straight yeah. like a table exactly so because the more you will slouch <laughs> The more you will slouch, the more the abdominal muscle will work. That's create a bad posture. Wow! So that's why, you, as you just now told, you you're advised not to slouch yourself down. When we were little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we were told. The so, adults when we when they were teaching us, yeah. they would always say, you know, make sure you don't slouch. Yeah. But that's incredible. That is amazing, and what a great conversation! Thank you so much. Dr. Muhammad what a, a wonderful show with you today. Thank you so much. And um this will be on the podcast in case you missed any part of it. Uh then do go to our SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts uh, and everywhere else that uh, you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, make sure you catch up on Life Beats. Coming up next, uh, we are going to be talking about the news of the superstar who is going to be representing one of the oldest fashion houses. 
in the world. We're going to tell you who that is, plus uh, talking so much more here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.